Hello and welcome to That Missionary Life for those of us who are back in this American life but still want to talk about that missionary life. Um, These are our stories and hindsight. There are many different podcasts that we could do about money. I wanted to talk about just a particular aspect of it and not fundraising. I think that could be a whole series. Um, Not even how God has used money in my life, which I think is very powerful. I would love to do a podcast about that. Um, The humility in learning to accept money is quite important. Today, I'd like to talk about two negative parts of money. Um, the loss of money and money used wrongly. So I'm sure you're thinking of many different things um, just because so much is connected with money and missions. Um, So many stories, so much thought, so much worry, so much concern, so much gratefulness um, connected with money. And we don't want to talk about money. We don't like talking about money. We don't even want to like money. (laughs) It's a kind of that necessity that we just always need and we always seem to need more of, (laughs) which makes it difficult. Um, So I just recently uh, had an experience of losing a big supporter. Um, So as a missionary, you raise supporters um, and then you kind of just go forward for a long time. In missions, the basic idea is kind of if you start supporting somebody, unless you specifically say, I will support you for this one project or I will support you for this one thing or this certain amount of time, unless you sort of specify that, I think everyone involved kind of just thinks it will kind of just go on forever. Like you don't really think about it super much. It's just like somebody says, oh, I want to support you $25 a month. Well, that's wonderful. That's fantastic. Until when? Until you can't, until it's difficult, until that you die or they die or somebody dies. You know, there's a lot of unknowns. And I think most people go into it thinking, yeah, you know, this is what I feel that God's called me to do. You don't really specifically think about specific dates or details like that. You're just like, this is what I'm, I'm going to do because God has called me to do that. Now, in the past, I have had um, a couple of different people who have supported me and then couldn't because of specific reasons, um, financial difficulties or um, just change Uh, like they moved and they had to redo everything kind of thing, just those kind of things. And I totally understand that. When we came back from the mission field, we had one family that said, we really want to support somebody who's on the field. Um, But all the rest of our supporters continued to support us even in our change of job description, um, which was absolutely incredible and blew my mind. And I'm just so grateful for. Um, But so there was financial difficulties and uh, this major supporter uh, of ours um, just had to say, I can't support you anymore, and I don't know if there'll be a time I get to. And we want to. It's not that we don't want to. We still believe in all you're doing. We just can't. And um, it kind of just throws you off a little. You know, it gets you a little off-kelter because, you know, I mean, if you lose your job, if you lose a source of income, um, normally 
you understand why, but it's still kind of a shock. You know what I mean? To have somebody call out of the blue, someone you didn't even realize was having financial difficulties, and then that affect you, um, it, it is a shock you know, and you have all kinds of feelings. And I know, and and it was good that we had good communication because I didn't feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough. It's my fault. No, I completely understood this was out of their control. This was out of my control. Um, It wasn't something I needed to feel bad about. They didn't want me to feel bad about. It is something that I could pray for them for. You know, they've given me so much. This is my chance to, you know, I mean, not give them money, but... (laughs) (laughs) to continue that support and love just the same because our relationship is not built on money. And that's so important. And honestly, you kind of prove it or not by how you act when it stops, you know? So this whole process of losing this major supporter um, was was not difficult, actually. Um, It was more of I had seen how God had provided something else in the past. And it kind of just let me know, you know what? God knew. I didn't know this was coming. God knew and he made sure I was taken care of. And I am amazed, amazed and grateful um, uh, at the people who have I come out of the woodwork. You know, I did not ask for it. I did not know it was coming. And yet other people stepping up to provide for those needs. We have not been in want. We had not been in need. Um, and I'm so grateful. I think, I think if we had been on the field instead of in the U.S. when this happened, I think it would have been a little bit more shocking. I think it would have been hit a little harder um, just because you in the U.S., like, it's my home culture it's what I was raised in. It's kind of like, well, if push comes to shove, I can go out and get a job at Amazon. <laughs> you know, like I know that there's things I can do before we would go hungry. And and it, they wouldn't be my first choice, obviously. They wouldn't be the best use of my time. Um, but we won't go hungry, you know, and I have that confidence. In when you're serving abroad and there's suddenly a stop of money, Um, I think there's a lot more insecurity tied to that because you're not sure if that means you have to go, you have to leave. You have to leave everything because of that. Um, So there's, I think, a lot more at risk that I did not feel that risk. And um, I know that those on the field have. So when I was on the field, um, I did have an experience of, not us personally, but for Livingstones. So we had a major Livingstones donor. At this time, like Livingstones is very small. Um, this was back in like 2007 or 8. Um, we only had a couple of regular supporters um, and someone who was giving almost half of our monthly budget uh, <laughs> for Livingstones at this time. They decided that they were going to donate to someone else. And it was such a shock to me. And it was someone else within the ministry that was going to receive that money. So this was kind of a different kind of aspect of losing money because I was on the mission field. I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't go talk to the people in person. I didn't have enough of a relationship to like try to call um, or email. Plus the money was going to a different missionary who really needed it. So (laughs) I was trying really hard to be happy for this other person who was getting this money at the same time as reeling from our budget basically being slashed in half. 
Um, so, and I, and I, I know this per, this, this donor did not realize that they were doing this to them. It was just, instead of supporting a general ministry, which they didn't really understand very well, because I wasn't the coordinator. This is before I was the coordinator. This is before I understood all the different stuff. <laughs> um, so it was before any of that. So I didn't really know how to explain it. And they went to, they wanted to support a specific person. And I've seen this. There's a lot of churches and donors that are like, instead of supporting a general area of need, um, I want to do, I want to develop a relationship with an individual missionary that can come visit, that can talk to us, that can have that more um, connectiveness. And I've seen that shift from giving to projects that, well, it's still projects, but giving to like general organizations or programs to wanting to support specific people. And I understand that there's different things. And I think there's different things in culture that, uh, different time periods, different people want, feel called and feel happy supporting different kinds of things. Totally get that. But it was still an issue that I had to actively work through and it was difficult. So my question for you is when has there been a time that you have experienced a loss of supporters or loss of finances of, of financial support from donors or individuals um, and how has that affected you? What did you have to work through personally? What about when you see someone else receiving that money or someone else being funded so easily so quickly you know when you're struggling like how does that how has that worked for you secondly I wanted to talk a bit about when money is used wrongly Um, and specifically this is an instance that I saw in a different missionary um, a completely different country not Brazil not real connected to me but with world renewal I work with many different countries um, and different missionaries so it became pretty clear pretty fast with one of our missionaries that some of their donors were using the money that they were giving to guide and direct where this missionary was going in life. Um, And it was really difficult to see because this missionary is incredible and caring and kind and sold out to Jesus and really wanting to see Jesus. But this missionary is younger and more impressionable. Um, And so when you have these uh, mature, uh, older, experienced donors who have large amounts of money um, for a ministry that is small and needs money, honestly, just to get the basic food, just get basic food. Like when you're at a place when you're just working at survival um, and there is someone that says, hey, here's a huge chunk of money and this chunk of money will keep going. I just think it would be so great if you did this, this and this. <laughs> I, I, it was just incredible to me to see how quickly and how easy the little line of someone suggesting something because they're like, oh, I'm so excited to partner with you. Wouldn't this be cool to it becoming the person 
or maybe even they didn't do it realizing, you know, maybe the person didn't fully realize, but coming into a situation where they hold all of the money, the power, the experience, and then it might be quote unquote suggestions, but the person receiving it, do they hear it as a suggestion or do they hear it as this money will keep coming if you do this, you know, and, and that is so dangerous and so tricky such a line to walk within missions because um there are so often so many times that it's just like oh my gosh we're in a situation we just have to make ends meet to keep going and this money is here so yeah we can do it their way that's okay I'm fine with being accommodating you know I feel like I'm a generally accommodating person and missionary you know if someone suggests something I'm like okay sure we'll try that but how quickly does that turn into oh now we've created this whole ministry that is dependent on this money and this money has to be connected to these strings like these strings are attached um, and that, that is, that's a really, really hard place. I, I read a book, um, during COVID, <laughs> uh, winners take all, I believe it was called. And it was basically talking about how, um, very, very rich philanthropy, um, is toxic and how, for example, if you have a Bill Gates foundation, that has millions and millions of dollars, you're going to figure out a way to present them with something that they want to do. So you have all these programs getting started, um, not because the people need it or it is God-led or it is even locally led by the people who are receiving this. You see people who see a bunch of money and a way to connect it to something that they think they honestly probably, most of them, (laughs) honestly probably think it's going to help. But it's just because they're like, oh, we can connect money and people. We can make these things happen because there's all this money sitting here, but they only want to do something that looks like A, B, and C. So guess what? We're going to create A, B, and C, even if D is what is actually needed. So all that to say is I think we money is a necessary thing and we are going to have to continue with money because that is how things are in this cultural time period. Um, and that's okay. And we need to continue to do that while walking with the Holy Spirit and he will guide us. Like that's obviously the truth. And I think it's also true that a lot of things we don't realize until it's gone. Like when it's, when the money's gone, (laughs) we realize, hey, wait a minute, maybe my relationship with that person was just because of the money, not because of the relationship. Even if I said it was about the relationship, maybe that money was a lot more about strings attached than I thought it was. Maybe I did not have pure motives in visiting those churches and asking, you know what I mean? Like, you realize so much when something is gone. Um, And so I'm grateful for getting to learn and have this time of reflection and so grateful for everyone. I feel like it's 10 times harder for me to ask for money from my personal needs than it is to ask for other people. And yet 
Whenever I am in need, I feel like the money comes in 10 times easier <laughs> for what is for me personally than it is for raising for other people, which is such an interesting dynamic to me. Um, but yeah, lastly, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about money um, you, with strings attached, money and manipulation? Have you ever experienced Um, Have you ever felt manipulated by money? Have you ever felt you had to manipulate someone else to receive money? Um, You know, that's a a two-way street. Uh, I see it happening on both sides, on missionary receiving and supporter donating. It's a struggle. What have you found to be a solution? So in closing... Those are some musings from someone who is very much involved in this American life, but just really wants to talk about that missionary life, stories and hindsights.